welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, welcome back. And as always, thanks for listening. We're looking at reasons that people don't believe in God or just don't believe. A lot of times belief is aimed at Christianity when, to be very honest with you, that, that, that would be not completely true because a lot of people who don't believe don't believe in any God at all, any faith-based system whatsoever. Um, but I do think it's interesting that um, that there are specific reasons because a lot of these reasons are the same. They, they come up. There are a few variations, sometimes a few twists, but I believe that uh, these reasons that people don't believe in God need to be taken seriously. As long as the person takes it seriously. There are people that just scoff at everything and they just make a big joke at everything. And, and hey, 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 I, I love a good joke, you know. I, I try to have a good sense of humor. Um, but when um, somebody asks you a serious question, they, they want you to treat serious and then they give you back nothing but, but uh, weird humor. Um, which, that's a two-way street and a double standard, so basically that means they really intended to be serious about it in the first place. So they're really not serious about it. Okay. Okie dokie. Um, a lot of comedians are like that. There's there some comedians, I don't believe it. God, I don't know, this is crazy. And then they'll go off on that. And, okay. Um, because, now, you know, this might sound like I'm giving everybody a pass, but I'm really not um, for this reason. We have some absolutes. People don't seem to want to grasp absolutes in this world. They just don't. Um, and I say people in that sound, that's of a generality, and I really shouldn't do that because obviously there are tons of people that feel differently. But the uh, absolutes uh, seem to be really up in people's business. Uh, and to me, that's probably the main reason people don't want to believe in God, is absolutes. But, let's go back to the list, okay? And I've addressed a few of these before. And this is from an article that I found on the internet. Uh, the article's titled Reasons Why Some People Don't Believe in God. Now, this one's kind of interesting. It says, everyone believes that their version of God is correct. Um, as someone who believes in God, I'm going to have to say that that's probably spot on <laughs> as, far as, as far as that goes. Uh, um, you're not going to run up on uh, 
on a, a Buddhist or uh, or a Muslim or someone else who just says, no, 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 my <laughs> all my stuff is all screwed up, man. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just over here just doing the thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I don't know what's going on. Uh, you know, this kind of seemed good to me. Uh, but, you know, believe me what you want. Because, you know, I really have got a grip on it. Um, you know, uh, if they're dedicated to that faith, then they're going to be convinced that that is the correct faith. Okay? Now, interesting. Um, so what makes Christianity different? What, what, what makes that kind of a, a different issue? Well, partially because, actually probably not partially, probably a big reason is, is whether Christians choose to recognize it and get their head out of the sand um, we believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob which is a Judeo-Christian God Judeo, part of that emphasis if you don't have Judaism you don't have Christianity it does not bloom and exist so from that angle there is one God in Christianity and it's the Jews' God now, the expression of that God and the, uh, in the Messiah, okay, is a massive split, obviously, uh, in mainline Jewish thought. But, uh, without Judaism, you have no Christianity. It, it, it just doesn't happen. So now, so now, what do you, what do you talk about? Well, the thing that I can say <laughs> in the Word, in and the when you hear me called the Word, that's going to be the Bible. And by the way, that includes the Jewish Tanakh, which is uh, the Old. We they call it the Old Testament, which I think is horrifying, but still, that's what we do. Um. It's uh, I, it has a lot of info now. Here's where you're gonna see if they hear this thought. Um, academics, uh, and by that I'm talking like probably Ivy League secular academics in many ways are gonna roll their eyes, and they're going to say that guy's an idiot. Okay. I'm just going to say this straight out. Because they will. Uh, and they feel that way, whether they express that or not. Um, I believe that the Bible has demonstrated it is a historically accurate document. Now, people say, yeah, but man, there's a ton of inconsistencies, and there's this and this and that. Okay, I, you know, I, it's, it's, a, it's a historically accurate document over a period of time and yes we have uh, we have small probably scribal issues 
and then somebody else is going to come at me and go, no, 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 look at them. I got this one, this one, this one. Okay, 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 okay. But, but let's get back to this. In the Bible, I believe that that is the book that God left for humanity to learn from him. Because how do you learn about an absolute infinite God if he does not express himself to you? Or, yeah, express himself to you. How is that possible? We cannot know the infinite because we're finite. Unless the infinite exp you know, explains it to us. So, first we have the Bible. And then we have Jesus. And Jesus, of course, trumps everything. Because he was literally the Word made flesh. Now, that's a that's a churchy situation, which basically means everything that the Torah was and is, Jesus became in flesh. Now, I'm getting really kind of crazy, but here's but here's where I'm going with this. Being that it's historically accurate. And, and believe me, that there's, again, tons of academics that would just try to hand me my head on that. I believe God demonstrates that He is God. He demonstrates it. It's interesting, in the Old Testament, God doesn't demand anything from Israel, His people, Unless he reminds them, I am the God who took you out of Egypt. That means that the living God of the universe, the creator, the prime mover, basically said, I earned this. I didn't have to. But I earned this because, look, you need to follow what I'm telling you. Because I'm the God who rescued you. I am the God who rescued you. And that is a demonstration. Now, are there other demonstrations? Yes. But let me throw this at you before, before I go to the next one. I love the verse in Hebrews 11 because it says this, and this kind of sums up the idea, all right? And this, this is specifically having to do with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It, this verse, Hebrews eleven six, says, And without faith it is impossible to please him, who's him, God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. Okay? So it's not just a matter of, of you know, falling down your face before God. God cares for people. He cares for His own. He cares for the world. That's what John 3.16 says for us. Now, it's interesting to me, um, there's a, a, a story, and there's several I like, but I love this one, because... Um, 
because this is a demonstration of what of God saying, "Look, I'm the God. I am the only God. There is no other God." In fact, in Jeremiah, God says, "I am the God of all flesh." Is there anything too hard for me? So God has declared, He has declared in His Word that He's everybody's God, whether they know it or not. Now, do I believe, and again, I believe the Bible's historically accurate. I believe God did say that. And yes, I do believe there is a God. So, now, back in the day, Looking at Old Testament and the book of Samuel. Um, there was the thought process that there were a, b a bunch of gods. A whole bunch of different gods. Okay, Now, but at this time, um, God makes it very clear who's the God. This is Samuel 5.1. And bear with me, I'm going to read this. Uh, Although, let me get you a little more modern version. Okay, there it is. Now, basically this was a time when there was a lot of messing up going going down. Um, Israel just lost a really bad fight. Uh, and the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, if anybody's seen Writers of Lost Ark, you know, kind of gives you a little background. Um, the Ark of the Covenant was taken by the Philistines. Now, when the, it says in verse 1 and continuing, when the Philistines captured the Ark of God, they brought it to Ebenezer to Ashdod. Then the Philistines took the Ark of God and brought it into the house of Dagon and set it up beside Dagon. And when the people of Ashdod rose early the next day, behold, Dagon fell on his face, downward on the ground, before the ark of the Lord. So they took Dagon and put him back in his place. But when they rose early the next morning, behold, Dagon had fallen on his face, downward on the ground, before the ark of the Lord. And the head of Dagon, in both his hands, were lying cut off on the threshold. Only the trunk of Dagon was left to him. This is why the priests of Dagon and all who enter the house of Dagon do not tread on the threshold of Dagon in Ashdod to this day. The hand of the Lord was very heavy against the people of Ashdod, and he terrified and afflicted them with tumors, both Ashdod and its territory. Now, why do I say that? So, I'm going to stop right there. Why, why am I sharing this? Because basically, this is a situation where this is uh, a uh, a group, and they've got a god, Dagon, who was uh, kind of a half-man, half-fish god. Sea god, so to speak. Anyway, um, and uh, Dagon was getting the uh, getting heck beat out of him. Yep, 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 yep. He was getting his, uh, getting his booty handed to him. And... Uh, What's I find the one reason I love this is because basically, um, basically the uh, Philistines. It says the the Philistines get together and they say, "Man, what's going on?" 
and so basically uh, the, the priests say uh, well look uh, Dagon's getting beat up because of this God so let's send him back <laughs> so let's get this God away from our God because he's beating the heck out of our God um, I find that kind of interesting because basically it's uh, this is a pagan god who's and God is demonstrating of course he's just a piece of stone but to them he's pretty serious I mean just like Thor or, or you know Odin or anybody like that just very serious about it so uh, they thought they're it's getting beat up pretty bad so they're not going to go there anymore now, something else uh, that's interesting, and this is in the Book of Kings, I believe, and this is uh, in, in this story, most people know, and that has to do with Elijah. When he is uh, confronting the prophets of Baal, Baal, and Baal was pretty much the, uh, the Canaanite god of thunder he would have a thunder and storm and several other things but he would have been your your counterpart to thor in that area but anyway of course elijah has this uh has this big confrontation where the, where he says hey you can, you prepare your sacrifice i'll prepare my sacrifice and then hey whoever's god will you know answers you know, and takes the sacrifice, and that's God. And, uh, of course, you know, what, what goes down, uh, they couldn't get anything happening on their sacrifice, the prophets of Baal, you know. And uh, Elijah asks God, and God, whoom, shows up. So here's the thing. Why do I say that? It's because God demonstrates he demonstrates. If you trust him, he will demonstrate to you. And that's true. Now, a lot of people say, well, you know, I tried it once, but it didn't work. Mm, here's, here's the problem. In order to trust in the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob... And come to him through Jesus. You have to be humble. Humble means not thinking less of yourself, but thinking less about yourself and more about other people. You have to come to the point where you realize, hey, what I'm doing, it ain't working. It stinks. I need, and, and I really can't do it myself. And this is going to sound crazy, but this that's kind of the theory behind the 12-step program, the E's and AA, is that now in that program they say higher power, okay? But ultimately, it's a situation where you have to admit, <clears throat> I can't do this. And you have to open yourself up. Opening yourself up, especially to someone you cannot see, it's kind of a it, 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 it's kind of a thing. It makes you feel vulnerable. It makes you feel kind of, feel kind of weird because you're like, oh, I, don't, I don't know about this. But without that, see, faith is not blind. Faith is acting 
on something you know, but that you trust. And you have to trust that everything Jesus did for the planet is true. That Hebrews verse again is, and without faith it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. So, it's not just, okay, you know, hey, just give me your stuff, give me your stuff, give me, you know, give me all your devotion, all your prayers, all your time, all your, just give me all this stuff. And I'm just going to poop on you anyway. It's not that. It's relationship. And it's more of a fatherly, a good, positive image, fatherly relationship. That's the difference. So, getting back to the version being correct, here's what I'm going to say. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the creator of this universe, is big enough for every doubt you've got in your head. Or anyone else that has, has a doubt. He's big enough for it. He's big enough for any problem. He's big enough for anything you can possibly imagine. And I've been through some crazy, 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 cray, cray garbage. And I'm not going to brag or say, Oh, mine's worse and I went through this. I'm not going to do that because that's just, that's just moronic. Uh, and, and unfortunately, there are people that play games of, Oh, well, I was worse. Well, let's don't do that. Let's do this. Let's instead of talking about how bad we were, let's talk about how God, how good God is. So I see this. I have enough faith, trust. I like the word trust because to me, He's been a father, He's been a friend, He's been so much to me that I'm telling you, if you trust Him, He'll demonstrate to you that he is God. He'll do it. He's done it to millions. For real. Now, well, does this make your version correct? Well, let me just say this. I trust his Bible. I trust his Jewish Bible. And I trust the issue that he says, I am the God of all flesh. And when he says that, that makes him my God. So, I'm going to throw it in that location. Why? Because he's the God who cares. He's the God who cares. Now, this is a pretty long talk about uh, that one issue. But, Here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say the same thing Elijah said. And he said this. And, and I like Elijah because he was just scary. Um, he wore camel's hair. I mean, wow. And that's this. Elijah told those people, If Baal's God, serve him. But if the Lord's God, serve him. You're going to find that if you trust in any other God, they're not going to show. 
They're going to be a no-show. Listen to Demon. And then, you know, hey, they may show up all right. And man, are you going to be sorry they're there. But here's the thing. There's no other God. Why? Because I believe his word is correct. And because he said so. Now, I'm going to say, you know, again, if you can find one that works, you know, if, if that's the God, the creator of the universe, and, and it's not the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, well, more power to you. But I can guarantee you that isn't the case. But don't take my word for it. If you, you know, try it out. Try it out. And when you're finished, if there's anything left, you take that and you lay that before the altar of the living God, and He'll turn you into a powerhouse of wonder through His Son, Jesus. Because God loves you. He loves. That's a key aspect. Along with all of the wild and scary things that God is. And God is very scary in many ways. The one thing you can always count on is that He loves you. He cares personally for you. And He always has. So... With that thought process, I want to encourage you to read, study, pray, ask, search, inquire, be skeptical, check stuff out. Especially Christian dudes that are saying a bunch of crazy stuff like I am. <laughs> Look it up. And uh, keep on. Keep it on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your